This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us back on the show today. The legendary Bill Shirk, one of the all-time great radio personalities in the history of Indiana, but he was so much more than that. He was a famous promoter, and he was also, amongst his many talents, a great escape artist. And we're going to talk about some of these great escapes. I have seen them. I've heard about them. I have marveled them. Uh, But first, Bill, thanks for being with us again today. My pleasure being with you, Rob. Okay, so you touched on this Friday a little bit. Uh, A guy like you had a great radio career going on. You were uh, doing very well. As you said, the ladies loved you. Uh, You were, you know, toast to the town. And then you want to put your life on the line and become an escape artist. Why would you want to do this? Well, that was all back in the days of Muncie. Remember, I then came down to Indianapolis in 19, what was it, 1972, bought the station in 73 and I didn't start my escape career until 1976. I was still consulting the Muncie station but I was running XLW and it's kind of interesting how I got into uh, escape. A promoter uh, called me on the phone and he says I'm bringing in the Hoxie Brothers Circus which is uh, going to raise money for the uh, uh, the retarded citizens and their uh, facility that they work at and I want you to promote it on your radio station. I said, well, yeah, I'd be glad to promote it. And he says, I also want you to do something else. I said, what's that? He says, I want you to say you're going to be put in a straitjacket, hung upside down by your heels from a crane 60 feet in the air, and escape. I said, well, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you, like evil Knievel? He says, no, like, like, like Houdini. I said, can you teach me how to do that? He says, oh, no, 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 no. You just show up at the circus. Maybe we'll put you in the jacket, you chicken out, and you offer $100 to anybody that thinks they can do this escape, and a guy that's a drummer in the band is an escape artist, and he'll come out and do the escape. 
I said, well, that sounds like a great idea. So the next morning I go in on the Joe Pickett show and my arm's in a sling like it is right now. And he said, what's wrong with your arm? And I said, oh, I was trying to get out of a straitjacket and I hurt my arm. He said, you can get out of a straitjacket? I said, yeah, I'm darn good at getting out of straitjackets. And so then all of a sudden Pickett's telephone rings and it's the promoter from the circus, Frank Powell. And he says, uh, hey, I'll tell you what, we got a circus coming to town in a couple of weeks. You have him show up, we'll put him in a straitjacket and hang him upside down and see if he can get out. So the great escape was on, and I was supposed to chicken out. And all of a sudden, people are calling me on my phone uh, when I'm doing my show in the afternoon, going, gosh, I hope you don't get hurt. Oh, golly, that's just wonderful, that escape you're doing. Like, Houdini, wow. And I thought, wow, this sounds like a pretty interesting idea. So I went to the library, and I looked up Houdini, and there was this writer called Melbourne Christopher Houdini, The Untold Story, and I read the book, sat there in the library, read the book completely cover to cover, and the main thing I took away from it was, is all you need to do is promote yourself, and if you can learn how to get out of a straitjacket, that was my next goal. Right. How do you learn how to get out of a straitjacket? So I called i i looked in the yellow pages in indianapolis and there was no magic shop so i called chicago there was a magic shop and i i said this may sound like a strange call but i'm trying to find somebody that will sell me a straitjacket he says funny you just called he said last night uh one of the the guys that works here was doing a straitjacket escape at a swimming pool and he ended up in a hospital and now he's going to sell all of his stuff and i said you mean you can get hurt doing this So I flew up there. The guy put the straight jacket on and took it off and showed me the method. He put the jacket on me, and I was out in like 25 seconds. And he said, the world record's two minutes right now. How did you get out of that in 25? It was like, it was like an art. I, I, just, I, I just adapted for some reason. So I came back, secretly uh, showed up at the escape. Uh, went up to the uh, uh, guy that was driving the, the crane and... I said, I want you to take me upside down and don't bring me down until I yell Houdini. And he says, well, I don't know whether I can do that. And so I handed him a $50 bill. and He could he, do it. He could do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had him take me upside down. And, of course, Frank Powell's going, you're crazy, man. And I went upside down, got out of jacket, threw it on the ground. The circus people went nuts. Everybody else went nuts. And I came down and I said, I'm going to become the number one escape artist in the world. And four years later, I had all the world records. That is so fascinating because you hear these stories and obviously dates back throughout history of our, you know, whether it's great musicians or painters or whatever, these things that just for whatever reason come naturally. Why do you think it came so natural? I have no idea. I mean, I eventually set the world record for getting out of a straitjacket in 1.68 seconds at the... uh, (laughs) That's faster than it took you to say it. I can't even put my jacket on that fast now, but I was in my prime at about 37 years old, and it was at the uh, police training center, sheriff's police training center, and 1.68 seconds, and they had it on film. And, and I, I think about a good friend of mine, Ray Compton, who used to be the you know big promoter for the Pacers and Colts, sure. and, and he was famous for sleeping up on the billboard. I know and, Ray. I yeah, knew, knew Ray. great guy. Was great at making a scene to sell tickets. And did you did you know that when you said I can get out of a straight jacket, I can I can burying myself I can do all these things that it's a great way to sell tickets well I didn't know that I just knew that I got out of a straitjacket my next thing was is I decided to run with the Bulls it was 1976 the 200th anniversary of uh, oh, the United okay. States you upside down from the crane. I, now you're gonna run with the Bulls in a straitjacket <laughs> <laughs> so I'm running in a straitjacket 
my brother's in a ca- got a camera trying to take me and all of a sudden he gets knocked on his rear two bulls <laughs> trap me in between and knock me outside of it it's in my book and all of a sudden the spaniards because the straight jacket was off thought i was using a cape in the street and so the cops and everybody came over they ran us out of town <laughs> and i'm going did you get the picture? He says, I didn't even get the camera. And he says, also, my tooth is loose, and you're not out of my tooth. <laughs> so my brother wasn't too happy. So I said, look, we got, we got to do something. So I said, we'll sneak back into town. So we snuck back into town that night, and I'm walking down the main street, and I look, all these store windows had all these newspapers. And I right. looked up there, and all of a sudden, there's me upside down with these two bills. <laughs> and it's like a front-page story. And I, I walked in, and I said, any way I can get a copy of that? Uh, particular picture he said no 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 impossible so I popped out a hundred dollar bill and he said well I might be able to work something out so really Bill's <laughs> track record is can I do this no here's a large large denominational bill oh yes we can do this <laughs> we're going to take a quick break here from our underwriters when we come back we will continue our conversation with legendary Indiana broadcaster Bill Shirk you're listening to Central Indiana today This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. All right, so there's so many things we get into, but with the time we have, there's a couple I definitely want to touch on. They're two of your more famous. Uh, I want to go back to, I believe it was 1977, when you... uh, for some reason, hopefully you'll tell us why, uh, put yourself in a coffin with a tarantula and some pythons. Okay. And, uh, that was uh, 1977. I was, uh, that was my second burial. My first burial, I was underground 
no food or water, and in 48 hours raised $5,000 for the charity. The, so wait, the you were buried life. alive for 48 hours? Yeah, with no food or water the first time I was buried, and dug up on the anniversary of Harry Houdini's death, 50 years to the anniversary. This oh. was the second burial. Oh. I wanted to be a little more spectacular, so I thought... Well, can we go to the first one okay. real quick? At what point do you say, yeah, I got out of a straitjacket, that's really impressive. I think I'll bury myself alive. Well, the first thing I found out when I tried to bury myself alive is nobody would sell me a coffin. I had to have somebody build me a coffin because if you're not dead, you can't buy a coffin. Now, after I got pretty famous, about every coffin dealer around wanted to give so me a coffin. So you go to the, like, like a Muncie coffin dealer and go, uh, can I have a coffin? They ask like who it's for, and you say for me, and they say no? Yep, that's it. And I also went to the big graveyard in Indianapolis and asked if I could be buried there. And, of course, they uh, instantly said uh, you, can't be, you cannot be buried there. Well, I guess that's a good point because where did you get buried at? I buried myself in front of the radio station at WXLW. <laughs> That's always where I knew I was going to go. That's perfect. Okay, so so you uh, you wanted to do this because it was just a spectacle? Well, Harry Houdini had trouble with burials. And I wanted, this was my fourth escape. That was just after my bridge jump where I jumped off the 30th Street Bridge into about six feet of water and broke my ankle. Within a were the police, and torture were belt. the police and public safety ever like, this guy again? No, they, they actually, I had a very good relationship with the police department because of the radio station. Yeah. You know, I had a Deputy Dave was on my show, and I had a deputy on the morning. And no, and I always got approval from the city. I didn't do anything. You don't jump off the 30th Street Bridge. <laughs> now, I will admit, when we handed in the permit, they kind of looked at me a little strange. Because every one of these stunts, <laughs> there's probably a 50 50 shot you're not coming out, right? I wouldn't put it that high. The average person would not do this, though, right? We realize no, that. No, I, I, I guarantee you the average person wouldn't do right, that. Right, for any amount of money. Well, the thing about it is is that most of my stunts have never been duplicated. Right. Even by escape artists. Okay, so let's go back to the, the initial burial. You want to do this because Houdini had trouble with it, so to you it's like something... And, and I could be dug up on the 50th anniversary of his death, right. and I got international publicity when I was dug up. Okay, so you did it. Was it what you expected, or did, what do you expect when you say I'm going to be buried alive? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I certainly believe that when Indians put their ear to the ground and hear a horse, it's the truth. Because when you're buried underground, you can hear everything going on upstairs. Everything going on upstairs. That is so. So everything above you, you know what's happening. Yes, you can hear him talking. You can hear him doing everything. <laughs> Now, I had a re- I, I actually my air supply was just a reverse. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A blower, a reverse right. blower. Right. And when they they sat the thing on the ground, where it had a lot of dust, and when they blew the first air into me, they blew in nothing but dust. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like right off the bat. I knew I was. What do you in What do you do trouble. when you're in a coffin for? Two I days? had a uh, phone line that you could come to the burial and make a donation and talk to me, or I talked to radio stations in Europe, um, Canada, South America, Central America. You know, this crazy guy buried in a coffin. Let's talk to him. This is this is fascinating because I'm nervous. Not to be morbid, but when I pass away, whether I really want to be buried because you got I don't nervous about being underground, and you did it as a functioning, rational human being. It was very helpful to have light. Yeah, you probably probably wouldn't different if you didn't have light. Having light down there made a big difference. Yeah, Yeah. because you not got a whole lot of room. Yeah, so you you do it. You're done. You get out. You're you're you get all this free publicity, and at some point you go. "Eh." That was nice, but I'm going to do it with some snakes and spiders. Well, no, I realized that I I only raised a thousand bucks in my bridge jump, and and I know I could raise money if I could have a stunt that would extend 
be an extended period of time. And I thought, well, being buried alive, I can't do the same thing. So let's just kind of spoof it up a little bit. How about a 10-foot python, two tarantulas, and a rattlesnake? And that got their attention. And that was also in front of my building. And I had a sign out front, man buried with rattlesnake this Monday. (laughs) So, but you want me to tell you how I did it? Yes, of course. Well, again, this was the coffin that had been made for me. It was a wooden coffin, and there was a little door Uh, on the top of the coffin and they opened up the top of the door after I was in the coffin and they dropped in the first tarantula well I had my shoe right there and tarantula went into my shoe and I just pulled the sock up over the shoe and all of a sudden the tarantula's in the shoe did that the same thing to the next tarantula in the shoe and sock now this involves a lot of accuracy though because if you miss well tarantulas aren't that bad didn't I just didn't want to hurt them no the the, the rattlesnake is what is really the problem had these been devenomized no, no, no. We well, offered a $10,000 reward if you could prove that the snake was not a hot snake, and we milked the snake afterwards. I had Larry Batson of Wildlife Educational Services did all of my animals oh my and stuff. Gosh. Okay, so that's the tarantulas. So, so, okay. Then I had my uh, uh, jeans off and tied the, the cuffs of my jeans and had the belt on and put the python in my jeans and then tightened the belt, and I actually used him as a pillow. Now, the main thing... No, 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 no. You used the python as a pillow. Well, it was in my jeans, and it moved a little. Sometimes it was a little... Uh, How big a python are we talking about here? A 10-foot python. And uh, he was fine with being a pillow? Oh, I'm, he didn't have much choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is the snake uh, hissing at you at this point? No, no. Now, the big problem was the rattlesnake, because yeah. that was definitely... Let's, let's hear about the rattlesnake. Okay, now... Now, keep in mind, this is in 77, so technology, emergency services, probably not. I had emergency services there. But they're probably not what they are today, right? I mean, like. No, but I had an ambulance there, and I had a de-venom. Okay, all right. So I put the uh, blue jeans with a python. Now, again, tell us how they're doing this. There's there's a a door in the top of the coffin. The coffin's on two two two-by-tours. Right. Two-by-fours. So there's like a door here. And the coffin's and, and you're flat. and you're underground with this. No, no, no. no this no, is before the, they buried. Okay, me, this but is. Before I wanted the, to make sure I got all these animals taken care right, of before yeah. you. Buried How nice me. of you, the Humane Society, are going to be sending you a card or something. So the rattlesnake was put in, and I had the protection of the jeans and the other snake, and I got him by the back of the neck, and I then took my shoestrings and tied his mouth. I put him in my turtleneck, and I tied the arms of the turtleneck to the back of it and tied the turtleneck, and I put him on the other side of my phone set up that I had that I talked to people on. Right. So I didn't want that snake getting out at all. Yeah, that probably would have been a bad idea. And then after that, I allowed him to bury me. (laughs) And after 48 hours, we'd only raised $1,000. And I said, wait a minute. I raised $5,000. I was underground for 48 hours, and I got a 10-foot python, two tarantulas, and a rattlesnake. What's going on here? So I said, guess what, folks? Every TV station was there. Newspaper was there. Everybody was there. They're going to dig me up. And so I said, let me, I had a mic down there and I said, I am refusing to be dug up. I will not be dug up until we raise $5,000 and until I get a uh, donation from the White House. Next day, Walter Duca, the, uh, of, uh, the press secretary, uh, secretary for uh, uh, Carter, gave me a $1 donation. We raised five thousand six hundred dollars by that next morning, and I was exhumed seventy nine hours later. Now, at some point, I heard Carter actually gave you. A it check. was it was Walter Duca, okay, as his press secretary okay. that authorized. Okay, it. all right. Um, 
do, does anything bother you? Like, would anything make you nervous? Would you be like, uh, maybe I shouldn't do that? Because, Bill, I can't think of anything worse than what you just described to me. But you're saying that you, you said your train stunt was probably worse. Well, again, that was supposed to be a magic act. Uh, I wanted to uh, have a train come at me on the track, and I wanted to fall down between the tracks and let it run over me. I had written a movie script, and that was one of the uh, stunts in the movie script. So my first thing was to get permission for a railroad. And, of course, uh, I finally found the Knight's Time Railroad. The guy owned his own track and his own railroad. Because the, the railroads uh, do whatever they want. They the, don't like Norfolk anybody. Norfolk and Southern tried yeah. to get an injunction against me. Yeah. The prosecutor of the county tries to get an injunction to me. Having served in local government, I will tell you, the railroads hate everyone. So, that, you know, well, they said that Bill Shirk, he's just going to do that stunt. And if he doesn't kill himself, he's going to be able to uh, use that as a TV ad. And people will see that. And then they're going to go up and duplicate it. Well, give me a break. And the other thing <laughs> they used as an excuse. Now, listen to this. There was a psychic in Russia that did a train stunt where he was on the track and he could stop the train. Well, guess what? He was smeared all over the track. It didn't work. So anyway, I was going to be actually... But you never know the, unless you try, right? All the camera people were on this side looking at it, and the train was coming this way, and I was really on the other side of the track, but you couldn't really see. So I just timed it right. And after the event, the guy from England, who was with his big newspaper, said, well, that's just a magic act. I'm not going to be able to use that. And I said, okay, I'll just do it. And I did. <laughs> and it missed me by about a half a second and about an inch. Wow. All right. Uh, get our guest is broadcasting legend Bill Shirk, also a famous uh, magician, escape artist. Um, and that's what we're spending most of the day talking about today. All right. The thing you're probably most famous for was a stunt that went terribly awry. Um, and I will just let you tell this this story because it's there's video of it. Oh, absolutely. I've, se I've seen it. Oh, yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you just are so nonchalant about it just floors me. But tell us what happened. Tell us when it was. I'll let you paint the picture okay. for us. Um, there was a uh, Current Affair, which was a program at the time. And they featured a stuntman by the name of Joe Burris who tried a seven-ton dirt cement barrel, and he was killed. Now, when was this? This was like in 1979, 1980. So I called Current Affair, and I said, you know, why are you putting somebody on like this that's failing? I mean, I got eight world records. Why don't you do something with me? And they President said, Trump would be so proud of you because that's <laughs> the way he would handle it. And, and she said, well, I'll tell you what. You duplicate this stunt, and we'll run it. So, two years later, I duplicated the stunt, which was handcuffed and chained in a plexiglass coffin under seven tons of dirt and cement, and I did it out at the tower side of XLW. Um, I knew it was going to cave in. I had to prepare myself for the cave in and be off to the side and allow a backhoe to dig me up. So, you knew the, co the coffin was going to cave in. There's no way. When you went down in there. I... Uh, I got $10,000 to do this stunt, and I spent twenty-five on coffins in experimentation. And there was no way any coffin in the world would stand that. So I knew I had to get off to the side, let it collapse, and then have a pocket of air. I had about a 20-minute supply. They could dig me up with a backhoe. Now, I wanted a backhoe guy that really knew what he was doing. This guy was a specialist. He could, you could attach a match... To his backhoe and he could light it on the sidewalk that's how good he was literally yes the two days before the stunt he's in dallas texas and he can't get here 
<laughs> so one of my salesmen says, I can operate a backhoe. So I went out. I went out, and <laughs> he showed me what he could do, and I said, I'm dead. I'm dead. So I called this guy, and I said, look, I don't care what it costs. I want you in here for this. There is no way I'm having this guy dig me up. I can operate a backhoe. It's like somebody going, hold my beer. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. So uh, it collapsed. I was in my little uh, pocket area, and I could hear him digging me up. And the trouble with the backhoe is, is that when it shoved down to dig up, it also pushed me down a little bit. So I knew where my hand was going to come up, but it was about 22 and a half minutes, and I was absolutely at my end. Right. And they brought me out and resuscitated me with some uh, yeah. oxygen. I mean, and, and I think it's still on YouTube. It's a very famous video that you can you can search and watch this. I mean, and even knowing how it ends, it's creepy to watch, much less... Uh, I mean, at the time, do you remember what the reaction from the people was? Oh, yeah. Everybody's crying up on top. Everybody thought I was dead. Yeah. Everybody thought I was dead. Now, actually, that was the purpose of it. Now, that may sound macabish, but that was what Houdini wanted to do. Houdini did all his escapes to take it to the edge so you thought he wasn't going to do it. Well, I thought, wait a minute. How about taking it to the edge where everybody thinks you're dead, and then you come alive? (laughs) And I pulled it off. Now, do you remember, like, when you lost? consciousness do you remember the final moments or i remember putting my hand up and then i remember them pulling me out and then i remember being on the stretcher and that was about it yeah uh let's real quick about houdini um if houdini were alive today and had the technology and the ability would he have been a better magician oh sure yeah absolutely i mean he he paid the highest price for uh magician stunt equipment of anybody i mean when he was doing like i said in 1926 when he appeared at the uh, uh, old news building and drew 26,000 people he was making ten thousand dollars a weekend off his magic that today is like two or three million right a weekend i mean he was the highest paid entertainer in the world for the last uh, 30 years of his life obviously you think of the famous tricks in in modern history obviously copperfield making the the statue of liberty um disappear and the you know the david blaine guy and all the stuff that he does would houdini have been able to do better stuff than that um i'm sure he would remember though houdini was absolutely if you were another escape artist he hated you yeah he would do everything he could to destroy your credibility he wanted to be the one and the only but no, uh, David Blaine, I, I, I know David. David uh, is from Louisville, Kentucky, and he, he used to follow my stunts when I was doing stuff uh, early in my career. Uh, and the other guy is uh, the angel, uh, Chris Angel. Right. I appeared uh, when I received the Golden Cuff Award, which is highest award in escapes uh, at the uh, convention in California, and Chris Angel was there. And, uh, I mean, he's very, very, very good. But it's, you know, a lot of the old principles are exactly the same. We're going to take a quick break, hear from our underwriters. When we come back, we will continue our conversation with legendary Indiana broadcaster Bill Shirk. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. 
The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. There was a series years ago, uh, it was called like Magic Revealed or How the Magician Does yes. the Trick. Yes. And I was fascinated by this. I watched every single yep. episode, um, but I'm not a magician. Mm-hmm. Were you offended by that? No. Not, and, you know, believe it or not, I'm not a magician. I, I took escapes as the publicity stunt for magic. And so everybody calls me a magician. I don't, you know, whatever. I guess that's some kind of magic, but I'm really not a magician. And uh, what was the question again? Well, are you offended that they told no. everybody how the, the soup no, was made? No, because the way that they showed you how they did it was the old school. Right. They didn't show you the new school. Yeah. Did you learn anything from it? No, I pretty much knew everything that was going on. All right. Uh, if you had, if they said you could have only been one, Escape artist or broadcaster? Which one would it have been? Broadcaster. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Well, I... Uh, Made a lot more no, money doing there's that, no, probably, no right? money in Escape. <laughs> <laughs> I think the highest pi- price I ever got paid was uh, an ABC special where I was handcuffed and chained and put over a pool of sharks from a burning rope when uh, Jaws was <laughs> a, a, a big movie. And the rope burned in tuna, went down with the sharks. And I think they paid me $14,000, and that was like, Wow. Was there ever anything you were offered where you go, no, I, I can't do that? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I at one time, I wanted to do the shark stunt because I thought my brother is a marine biologist. He understands shark behavior, and he understands, and I understand shark behavior. God, so your I want, family is so fascinating. Him He was the head of the, he you. was a curate. He taught, he, he taught the first uh, killer whale orca. That's amazing. And anyway, so I felt very comfortable about doing that stunt at the uh, uh, Los Angeles Marine Land. And all of a sudden... I was handled by International Management Group, who handled Muhammad Ali and uh, all the famous golfers. And anyway, he, he called me on the phone, Barry did, and he says, no, nah, they don't want to do it in Los Angeles. They want you to go up and do it at the San Francisco uh, uh, facility. And I said, okay, let me do some checking. So I called my brother, and I said, uh, they want me to do that over the shark tank up in San Francisco. And he says, those are bull sharks. He says, you know what you do with bull sharks? You throw meat in, and they show people how you eat. You fall into that pit with that, and you're dead. So I said, are you kidding me? So I called him back, and I said, I can't do it over that shark pit. I'm dead, man. I'm dead. And he says, well, how about, how about over the killer whale orca? And I said, oh, I don't even, you know, I don't know. So anyway, I decided to do it. Well, I ended up in the hospital on that stunt. And I said, never again will anybody come up with a stunt for I'm going to come up with my own stunts. Uh, you did a, you do, did. <laughs> I don't think you're still doing it, but you did a, a, an escape. And this is one you don't get a lot, a whole lot of publicity for, but for me it's fascinating, and I'll close with this. You were tied upside down to your brother, and then you, you went parasailing. Yes. So you're literally upside down while parasailing. Yeah, I always thought it would be neat. You know, I'd pay parasail before. That's where you have a boat. You know, he's just said I think it'd be neat. Shane and I, you know, we sit around and say, boy, wouldn't it be neat if we had uh, an original version of, uh, you know, Born to Run to play or something? You know, I think it'd be neat to be upside down while parasailing. So anyway, the parasail, you know, you're in a parasail, and it's got a 500-foot rope, and they take you out over. And I thought, wow, what if I'm just attached to my brother's heels? And I'm in a straitjacket, and they take me up, and uh, I escape while I'm up uh, upside down in a parasail. Well, unfortunately, I put the straitjacket on by the 
sheriff of uh, Acapulco, and I didn't have a shirt on. <laughs> Sounds like a television. And it was the same. It was the same straitjacket that I jumped off the cliffs in. So it had salt in it because it dried out. So all of a sudden, my skin and that salt. All of a sudden, it was like my jacket was glued on, and I'm upside down with my brother, and my brother's going, my ankle, you're killing my ankle, get out of that. And I'm going, I can't budge. 22 minutes later, I finally extract myself, crack my brother's ankle. How long should that have taken? A couple of minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Just the risk of doing business with Bill. Yeah, my brother wasn't very happy, but after about six Coronas, he, he came around. <laughs> Bill, uh, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Uh, sure, Rob, sure. You, you just, you're, for anybody around here that's been in radio, you are a pioneer, you're a hero, and uh, this is an interview I want to do for a long time. So thank you not only for telling us about radio, but your amazing uh, escape career. Well, I appreciate it, Rob. Uh, great job you do. Hey, thank you. Hey, don't forget if you missed any part of either one of our conversations with the legendary Bill Shirk, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. All you have to do is search Central Indiana today, and you can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet totally free of charge. As always, our podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page, 
or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.